yesterday and don't worry about uh, tomorrow. And it's about being present and being just present with him during this time. Um, we gathered together on Friday, and it was just amazing um, to be with one another, but just to be receiving what he has given Pastor and what Pastor is sharing with us. Um, and given an understanding of what a teacher, what a pastor truly is, um, I think that has been the most important thing for me these past couple of days is just um, having a pastor who watches out for you. Um, you know, he's given onto the saints. How good is God that, you know, um, he's here, he never leaves us, but he's also given us another roadmap, um, you know, and so... Um, it's just great to know that we have that and there's so much more of God and so much more that he wants to give us. He wants to give us more of himself. Um, but in order to do that, he He has a, a system. He has a system. Um, and some of us kind of know what a system is, um, but in order for him to to give more of himself, there's a system that he has to put in place. Um, and that system is to wash us and to cleanse us. And then he gives more and more washing and more cleansing and then more. And that that's what's happening is we're being washed and cleansed and then given more. Then he can pour himself into us. Um, but it's not with our filthy garments that we're presenting, but let me wash you. Um, and I believe it was Peter that he said, you have no part. You have no part if he isn't washing and cleansing us. And when I think about it, I just think that Peter must have, I don't know, I also feel like the love that Peter had uh, for Jesus, you know, like, no, Lord, don't wash me. I'll wash myself. Um, and that's our problem. We think we can wash ourselves. Um, but sometimes it takes somebody else to wash us to make sure they get all the parts. Um, so I truly don't know where to go. Pastor just gave um, very beautiful scriptures on Friday, and I was trying to find and be able to hear how horrible is that how horrible is that that you can see but yet you don't understand the spiritual things the things that are eternal and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah which saith by hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand and seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive for this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Least at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your 
eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired, they desire to see those things which you have seen and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. And so we, we went into uh, Matthew 13, verse 24, and um, it was about the wheat and the tares. And I went home that night, and I read through again and continued on. And um, it's just awesome that um, reading further down, uh, it says, the tares are explained. But once again, going back to you, it is given. So here is this parable. But now here I'm going to teach you what that parable means because to you it is given the mysteries. And we have a man of God who reads the Bible, who reads the parables, and then breaks it down piece by piece and verse by verse and word by word because to you it is given. To you it is given to know the mysteries. And that is just what God has reminded me of, that to me it is given. It's given to know these things. And that's why I've placed you here under a man of God to look into the things of God, to look unto him. This is his a part of him. It's part of his, you know, it says uh, to look upon his face. And, and this is what it it is, is to look to him, to know more of him, to see him. You know, we've, pastor has said, uh, no man has seen God, but yet Jesus leads us to that. It's through Jesus that we're able to know the Father. So I'm excited. I, I think I had more notes, but I'm excited to receive. So... <laughs>
Bhagavad Gita is a mudra and there are no limits. Then this was my relapse program. Okay. <clears throat> that was amazing. That was so beautiful. I, um, ah, that was amazing. Um, yes, Friday night we did go over the tares and the wheat and, um, perilous times, which we are living in right now. And I just want to go over that scripture that Marina just went over. Um, Matthew 13, verse 13, 10, or 11, yes. He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not. And every time I read that, I think in order to reach the kingdom this is what we need. This is our our pathway. This is our roadmap. This is our left turn, right turn, three miles straight, uh, and point to, I don't know. But this is our path, and we are given, like Marina said, an angel of the church to bring us there. Because I know if, if this was on my own strength, if this was on my own belief, my own mind, I would not get there because I do not understand all of these things. We're reading over the wheats and the tares, and I'm just like, okay, what about a, a wheat? I'm thinking about the wheat plants outside and, and the tares. And, that, and to sit down and to, to open our hearts and to open our eyes to see and our ears to hear, to understand the parable that is created for us and to be broken down and when we when we're standing in front of the king in front of god and there should be no excuse because it says right here it is given unto you to know the mysteries of of the kingdom of heaven it is given to us so we have no excuse but well jesus i um see what had happened there is no excuse because he has given it to us and in order for us to manifest and meditate in those parables, our mind and our hearts and our atmosphere must be clean, must be filled with holiness, must be filled with peace and love and understanding in order for it to be seeping in our hearts and in our minds. And when I think about, I just go back to Daniel, Daniel 1.8. Let me just. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And just the beginning of this, he purposed in his heart not to defile himself. He would not drink the 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 wine of this world he would not eat the meat of this world he will not 
he will not bring in his life the things that are not of God. He will not def defile himself, which is un un unholiness, uncleanliness, just dirty, just dirty. How do you expect to understand the things of God if you are defiled, if you are allowing sin, if you are compromising, if you are doing this, which you're not supposed to be doing, if you are doing that, which you know, you're not supposed to be doing. And if you know, but Daniel purposed in his heart and we need to purpose in our hearts not to defile ourselves, to understand the parables, to allow the understanding and the love to shine through us. But in order for it to shine, we have to be clean our atmosphere, our, the holiness. And it just, I just think about those four creatures in revelations, the holiness of them. And just there, they have the role of surrounding God in pure holiness in pure holiness. And I think I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm holy. I know I'm, I'm working on myself, but those are examples for us to think about the holiness and just that the word holiness is such a beautiful word. I just, I just think of, Oh, ach, Oh my goodness. Um, I'm trying to look for that. Yes. Chapter four. Um, and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And just, I just imagine, I just think just the holiness of God and just the atmosphere and the beauty of these creatures. And there's nothing to say except holy, holy, holy. There's nothing else to say. And we need to get to that place in order to say in Revelations 22. Twenty-two, verse 20. And he which testifieth these things saith, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. We need to get to that holiness in order to say this. Can we say that now? Can we truly say that now? Come, Lord Jesus, come. So for me, I need to get to that place of holiness in order to be able to say this. Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, even so this is happening in the world. Even so this is happening in my life. I don't care anymore because I just want to be with you. I care about nothing in my life. My, I love my parents, but I don't care. I love my husband, but I don't care because I just want to be with you and the holiness of you. Ah. I, that's all I have. That's all.
accepts a man, uh, uh, teach me. And we had a good teaching session on uh, Matula uh, on Friday. It was tremendous, and we we just had a good time. I didn't want it to stop. It was one of our, our uh, favorite subjects. I, I don't think we've explained it like that before, haven't we, Dina? But I was studying, and, and the Lord uh, laid it in my heart to go into Matthew chapter 13, because by understanding Matthew 13, you will have a knowledge of revelation, uh, the wheat and tears, because all of those churches produces wheat and tears, okay? So... Um, this morning, um, we want to ask God's blessing, and as soon as they fix the mic, yeah, we want to ask God's blessing upon the service, but I've been very, um, been very, very thrilled, praise God, we've been very, very, very excited about what the Lord has done, and what the Lord is doing in this church, and how all of His mercies and His goodness upon our lives today. We're glad to see you all here and uh, thank God for giving us a good church. A church that loved God, a church that worshiped God in spirit and in truth. And Friday night was was really a blessing. Friday night was a blessing. That, uh, that service Friday night, uh, it was our Bible study and on the 15th, is it? Uh, 12th of um, November will be the next one. November 12th, we will have our next um, session and we will go into um, any any scriptures that we were supposed to touch and we didn't get to touch it. We will get to it. But the time when the Lord wants to uh, us to be with some other things that you, other scriptures that you will, um, that we will, um, be able to to um, explain or so. Is that a heater or air conditioner? We don't need anything. Yeah. So um, we uh, we want God to help us right here, and God to bless us and to to give us a touch this morning. So we ask God to bless us this morning and let His Spirit be upon our lives. And Guide and direct us, Father, in Jesus' name. We pray that your your spirit will be with us, in Jesus' name. All right, okay, so you have your Bibles today, and we, we just thank God for these two young um, two young ladies that, uh, that have stood up this morning and explained uh, what we had. We were touching in our Bible class and, um, and, and Friday. We're glad to see every one of you here. Uh, today and um, we thank God for the Word of God. We've we've been studying a little bit in Revelation prophecies. You know, uh, most uh, most uh, prophetical teachers people said we are studying prophecy, but most time they might go into Matthew. You know where they go? Matthew 24 chapter, probably Mark 13 or maybe Luke chapter 21. Uh, but hardly in Revelation, and if they go to Revelation, is about the beast, mark of the beast. You understand? They they hardly talk about Christ. Hardly speaks about Christ. And Revelation, the book of Revelation, is about Jesus. The uh, opening statement tells you 
The revelation of Jesus Christ. Who? The revelation of Jesus Christ. What we we uh, many times uh, uh, explain and interpret the, um, but we forget Jesus. We'll go, uh, we'll bypass most of the time the seven churches in Asia, and uh, we go on to um, maybe uh, what the new heavens, the new earth, maybe. But uh, there's not a lot of knowledge there. Another very few pastors or preachers will uh, try to um, explain these scriptures, and we we are living in the um, we are living in the close of the church age. We are, and yet we we don't have the understanding of the Bible. We don't know what God is doing, and we um, we need to. Uh, we need to pay attention to the word of God. It's not just uh, going to church alone, but what are we learning in church? Okay. I go to this church or that church, but it's it's just more more than just singing or testifying. We we need to understand what the spirit is saying and to the churches. And I think it was Tatiana made a good statement from Daniel chapter one about um uh Daniel purpose in his heart. Isn't that amazing? You have to have a purpose heart. A purpose in his heart. Do you? Or anybody can control you. Your, your mind has to be made up. Daniel purpose in his heart. Nobody's going to take me out of church. Nobody's going to put a word in my mind and get me discouraged. He purpose in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meal. Uh, the king's meat. Um, then uh, I looked at. Uh, would you believe that this morning. The scripture that sister Marina quoted. About Peter. I, I just looked at it this morning. Uh, before I came down. <laughs> in John chapter 13 verse 8. I, I, I looked at it. I wrote it down in my book. I said I'd mention it today. And uh, it's, it shows how close. I am to you right. <laughs> Uh, you're a good teacher. The same mind, right? But just about that time, and uh, God has really blessed you both. And uh, in John, it was in John chapter um, 13, verse uh, verse 8. That's a beautiful scripture when Jesus was washing them, and uh, Peter didn't want to be washed. He said, um, "He said you'll never, you'll never wash me." John. Um, 13 verse 8, Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. If I don't wash you, you don't have any part with me. Okay, that's uh, that's John 13 verse 8. Uh, Simon said unto him, Lord, not my, then after Jesus said, If I don't wash you, you have no Part with me, okay. Uh, 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 Jesus has to wash you. You get to that. Simon said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands. And my, um, uh, I want you to wash my hands, and I want you to wash my head. Not just, uh, not just my feet, Lord, but my hands and my head. And then Jesus said unto him, verse ten. Jesus said unto him, He that is washed needeth not, save 
to be washed his feet, but is clean. Every wit and he are clean, but not all. There were some there that was not clean. That was Judas. See, you can be in a church and the word of God is going forth and knowledge, but you're not clean because you're not applying the word of God to yourself. You're taking it and applying it. It's not me. It's somebody else. See, and you fight against the word of God. But the word of God is to wash us by the washing of water through the word. And remember that it was the word that became flesh. That became uh, Jesus. The word became flesh. That's Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. And dwell among us. That was Jesus Christ. The word became a man. And uh, died on the cross for us. And shed the blood of God. Jesus had the blood of God. When he died on the cross. It was the blood of God. That was shed. Um, Acts the, um, uh, let's finish here in Acts the 20th chapter, but the, let me finish here in, in John. It said, Jesus said unto him, verse 10, He that is washed needeth not, save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. The, for he knew, look, who should betray him. Therefore said he, ye are not all clean. You cannot be clean without the word. No matter what you do, it's got to be the word. It's the word of God that cleanses you. And it's a daily washing. Okay. Verse, uh, verse 12. So after he had washed their feet. And had taken his garment. And sat down again. He said unto them. Know ye what I have done. To you, he asked my question. Did you know what I just did? Do you understand? Read on verse 13. He called me master and lord. And ye say well. For so I am. He said you, you're right. I'm the master and the lord. Verse 14. Then if I then. Your lord and master have washed your feet. Ye also ought to wash. One another's feet. Have to wash. And one another's feet. And um, I can wash your feet, may, maybe not just with a pail of water, but um, am, I, am I washing it with my tears? Am I praying for you? You know that? Uh, you might not be, you might not be here, but I'm, I'm washing your, your feet. That's your walk. It's your, your lifestyle, how you live, that you will walk in the straight and the narrow way, and so on. For I have given you. An example that he should do as I have done to you. That was an example that Jesus said. And he continually washing us today with his, um, with his blood. And what's the other scripture that I want? Acts 20. Look at Acts 20 uh, down to where Jesus was uh, speaking to the church in um, the elders in Ephesus. Uh, he called them and was it? I mean, Paul was speaking to the elders in Ephesus. Oh, and um, he was uh, telling, must take heed to the church. Verse 28, yeah. Look at verse 28, um, everybody. Look at verse 28. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers. See? See what the Holy Ghost did? 
It's the Holy Ghost has to make you an overseer. Anybody know what an overseer is? An overseer, you watch for the church. You see, it's, it's, it's a watchman that watches for the movements, activity that no one would, uh, uh, grievous wolves and uh, the devil would come in like a light, you know, angel of light. That's what the job is. And if the watchman sees the sword coming and he doesn't warn, what happened? Their blood will be on his shoulder. And Paul said, I'm, I'm free from the blood of all men. That means the pastor is a watchman. He has to do his duty. And uh, he should not be stopped from watching after the saints. And when things begin to rise up in a church, the pastor begins to set it right. That is the pastor's job. Okay? That is what is ordained by God himself, not the pastor. See, the seven churches in Asia didn't, didn't uh, ordain their road. It was God that set them there. So here now, uh, back in verse um, 20, um, let me go up a little higher, okay? Uh, verse 24. But none of these things moved me. They were going to kill Paul. But he said, none of these things moved me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course if uh, with joy and uh, the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. This was his ministry. Now, and now, brethren, I know, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. It was not, that was, was sad. Eh? He was saying goodbye to them. You shall see my face um, no more. Uh, verse 26 now. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure. Look at this. From the blood of all men. That means if you're lost, it's not my fault. Because I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. In other words, I've got to preach it just like it is. So when a preacher doesn't preach it like it is, the blood will be on his shoulder. But all he has to do is preach it like it is. And you don't have to listen. You don't have to take it. You can accept it or you can walk away from it. He doesn't lose a reward. Because it's you that didn't want it. It's not the pastor. He gives it to you like how he receives it. See, he does not, he's not supposed to change what he receives. And if he makes up a message and just preach what he wants, then he's not a pastor. But if he's led by the Holy Spirit, if he's inspired by the Holy Ghost to preach that, okay, then, and you do not take heed, then that's your fault. He said, wherefore I take you to record, see the record. Every pastor, every church, what goes on in a church is recording. You know, you think that God doesn't record? If the city can record every little thing, every every arrest that's made in the city is recorded. Alright? Every inmate, prisoner, whatever is taken in, is recorded. Sometimes fingerprints and background check and everything about it. Do you mean that God is not as um, technical as the city? Uh, God is more technical than that. Um, not a word, not one idle word that I do. And uh, 
here it says, Wherefore I take you to record this day. You, you, you can even keep your own record this day that I am pure. When I stood up, Paul said, when I stand up, then I explained to you the word of God. Said that I'm pure from the blood of all men. But I'd like to say that. I'd like to be able to say, God, I just preached just what you told me. And I didn't hold back. I'm free from the blood of all men. Amen. And uh, verse 27 says, for I have not shunned. Look at that. You know, you can shun it. I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. 28. Take heed, therefore. You have to. You have to. To yourselves. Who? You have to watch what you hear. Take what you take heed what you hear. Don't let everybody put things in your mind. And you just let it go. Take heed. Wait. Listen. Uh, uh, what you're hearing. Be careful. Don't digest it. Don't swallow it. Don't believe it. Take heed. And Paul said, you, you examine what I'm saying to you. And examine what they are saying to you. Because... There was a lot of false prophets around, just like there is today. And uh, he said, take heed, therefore, unto yourself and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers. Who made you overseers? It's the Holy Ghost. So if the Holy Ghost made a pastor overseer, can you, uh, can you uh, dismiss that pastor and put what pastor you want in? Can you do that? No, you can't do that. You don't have the authority. It's not in it's it's not in man that walketh to direct his step. It's not man that chose you. Okay, it's God that chose you. You're not chosen by man, but it's God that chose you. It's God's church. Up and upon this rock, upon Christ, not upon me, not upon nobody, but in Jesus Christ. So he said, Take ye therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock. How many? Oh, somebody said, well, well, I'm withdrawn. I'm not going to take heed. He's supposed to take heed over all the flocks and over which, over the which the Holy Ghost had made you. Who made you? Overseers. The Holy Ghost made the pastor overseers, not himself. Is that right? Is that up there? Uh, to feed, what is so he supposed to do it? To feed the church of God with what? Feed them with what? What I'm doing right now. What we did, uh, what we did Friday night back there. That's why these young ladies could stand here with Matthew. That's where we were feeding from, and the parts of Revelation and other parts. That's what we were feeding on back there. That's the bread of life. That's the hidden manna. Remember, the scripture said that. Uh, that uh, you overcome, I will give you the uh, the hidden manner, right? That what do you think the hidden manner is? It's the bread of life. It's Jesus Christ, a type of uh, the manner that was given in the wilderness. But this is it. Everybody's not getting it because you're getting it. You're understanding it, but everybody's not getting it. It's hidden. You can read the Bible, but you don't get the bread. You don't get the full understanding of the uh, of the Word of God. It's called the Eden manna and uh, the bread of life. And uh, Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and uh, drink my blood, that's life, spirit blood. You have no life in you. So when uh, you eat of the hidden manna, you get a revelation. You begin to uh, get the bread broken down to you. Uh, take heed. 
this is my body. See, God breaks off a piece of his word and you, you just feast on that and you eat that. So he said, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flocks. Remember, he was, he was speaking with the, <coughs> sorry, the elders in uh, Mylita, Miletum, right? Well, where's that? Back up a little bit. Let me, verse 13. Go back and see how powerful the scripture is in verse 13, where it says that, uh, and, we, and we went before to ship. And read, can you read the old chapter uh, between service? Uh, and we went before uh, uh, to ship and sailed unto Assos, there, uh, there intending to take in Paul, for so had he appointed, minding himself to go afoot. Uh, he was going to walk, but they were going to pick him up on wherever he was going. So, verse 14 says, And when he met with us at Assos, we took him in and came to Bythila, Mytheli. Verse 15, And we sailed thence and came the next day over against Chios. And the next day we arrived at Samos. And tarried at Trogolem. And the next day we came to Bailitas. See how Paul was traveling? Going from place to place, church to church. Strengthening the church. And when you get to Ephesus, the, the church there was built by Paul. Uh, that was the first uh, uh, real strong church. Of course you had Jerusalem and so on. But among the Gentiles. And Paul was the, uh, that began the apostolic age there in there in Ephesus, where the revelation is speaking about beautiful, the way, the order. And from then, uh, it goes on to, um, was it Samaria and, and to the other uh, churches, the other five churches after that. And we sailed then and came, where was that? Then they went to Miletus, verse 16, uh, says, for Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus. See, I just told you. We are going to Ephesus. Uh, uh, because he would not spend the time in Asia. For he said, if it were possible for him to be at Jerusalem, he wanted to get up there on the day of Pentecost. Verse 17 says, And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of, of the church because there was already an established church in Ephesus. Okay, you can find that in in the, um, in earlier parts of the scripture, right? That there was a church in Ephesus and um, so on. So now here there were elders established in Ephesus. So from, from Miletus he called for the elders to come to him. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you all at all seasons, serving the Lord with humility of mind. Do you understand a pastor doesn't exalt himself, you know, uh, worldly things, and uh, doesn't mean he doesn't have nice things and so on. But he must humble himself, right? And uh, 
don't uh, use up uh, all the offering for himself. Okay? But he's entitled to it. But uh, he lives. Those that preach the gospel live by the gospel. But he should uh, make sure that that church continue in the Lord. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind. And with many tears. He has to pray, cry. You might not see him. But uh, he's up at night. He's there studying and praying. And temptations. Which befell me. By the lying in of weight of the Jews. They were just wanted to kill Paul. They wanted to destroy him. And now, and how I kept back nothing. Notice here. Notice it's very important. He didn't keep back any revelation, any knowledge, anything that was profitable, that they needed, the, the substance, the equipments that they need to make them um, complete. Like I think Tatiana mentioned about being ready. Okay, that she needs these things because she wasn't ready yet, but she needs a church to make her ready and holy. She wanted to be holy. How are you going to be holy? And you have to be holy as your father in heaven. Oh, it's true a church. It is true a church. You can't do it by yourself. And you don't do it by uh, uh, you go off somewhere by yourself and you get a book and you read and you fast and pray. That's good. Go ahead and do that. But you need a church. You need a ministry that's explaining to you the word of God. And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that uh, shall befall me there. Verse 23 says, uh, save that notice. He didn't know. Nobody was telling him. He didn't have any any uh, equipment, a phone to tweet and get a message. I not, you know, somebody informing him. You know, but look, say that the Holy Ghost witnesses. The Holy Ghost is what you rely on. That's what I'm telling you. Not because we have all these modern equipments. Don't rely on those. Rely on the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will tell you and witness to you truth. The Holy Ghost will tell you that that's not right. You listen to your Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will say, don't, don't uh, join yourself to that. Or join yourself to that thing. Or that one. The Holy Ghost will lead you. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So save that the Holy Ghost witnessed in every city, everywhere Paul went, the Holy Ghost was witnessing to him. Saying that bonds and affliction abided me. Said Paul, everywhere he went, the Holy Ghost was saying, you're going to get arrested. You're going to be bound. Do you understand what the testing and trial that preachers go through, men of God went through? It's not easy to build a church. I mean a church that's taking you on to the first resurrection. Not just a church. Okay? Not just a church. Because very few people, very few pastors can build a church today that will take you on from the world all the way to the kingdom of God, the first resurrection. Amen. Okay. Save that the Holy Ghost witnessing. You have to have the witnessing in every city. Every day. Everywhere you go. Amen. Verse 24. Let's go on. But none of these things move me. That's what you get to. Are you listening now? You get to a place. Listen to me. Look at me. You get to a place in God that nothing. None of these things move me. All that you say. Your enticement. You're trying to pull me away from God. You're trying to help me. I want me to leave the church. Think that you're better or you got more to give me than the church. None of those things move me. Do you understand? Wouldn't you say that's a grounded person? Huh? You've got to get to where you're grounded, steadfast, unmovable. 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. But if you're shaking and you're not stable, and people know it. They know you're not stable and say, let's pick on that one. We can knock them off. But no, let me tell you something. You're built on a rock. That rock is Jesus Christ. That on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking stand. If you don't take the stand, somebody is going to stand up for Christ. But none of these, look at that. That's where you get. None of these things move the phone calls or texting or words. You build a church. You still stand up. Whether a person, uh, whether, whether people believe or accept or not, you're still heading for the first resurrection. None of these things move me. You get it? You cannot be shaken. Remember that song? Uh, I cannot be shaken. You sing it, but do you believe it? Hmm? Do you sing it? But it's just words, or do you really believe it? I cannot be shaken. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. Not just finishing, but with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify what is the ministry? The gospel of the grace of God. 25. And now, behold, I know that ye are among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. It was not sad, eh? But he had left them with a message. Okay, he was gone, but the Holy Ghost was there. And Jesus was there, verse 26. Where, uh, wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure, underline that, pure from the blood of all men. See how long we're trying to get to that? But I have to give you the background. What Paul did, how he preached, how he was led by the Holy Ghost. But now he said, I'm pure from the blood of every one of you. That means if you lose it, if you miss it, if you're in the final resurrection and die the second day, it says, not my fault. I've warned you. Who are you going to listen to? I've told you. Who are you going to stand with? Uh, what word are you going to believe? Huh? Are you going to uh, uh, believe the word that the Holy Ghost puts forth? Huh? Here is the word of God. And you've got to stand. And Paul said, I'm free from the blood of all men. 27. For I have not shunned. Look at that. Say, I have not shunned. To, uh, to declare unto you all the counsel of God. That's the word, the truth, the instruction that God had to give the church so that they could be in the first resurrection. You need counsel. You need the instruction from a man of God, from uh, uh, just like Ephesus needed it, from the angel. Uh, Samaria needed it from the angel. Uh, 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 who do you need it from? Well, I take it from Paul. Well, by, for your information, Paul is dead. Okay, for your information, Peter is dead. The 12 apostles are dead. So who does God have today? See, who does God have today? Well, you better find that person. Okay, because it's only that ministry that can take you on to the first resurrection. Everybody cannot take you on to the first resurrection. Because how do you get to the first resurrection? Where, where, where is the first resurrection? How do you find it? Huh? How do you walk in the counsel of the Lord? That's what the Bible said. He said, I shall not to declare unto you all of it, not just a part of it, the whole counsel of God. So what are you saved by? Huh? By the whole counsel of God. And Paul said to them in Ephesus, 
Look, I want you all to bear me witness that I'm free from the blood of all men. Why, why was he free? Not because he were having church. You can get up and have church and preach until the people uh, didn't hear the word of God. But he said, I made sure that I gave you the whole truth, the whole counsel that God gave me. I did, I, I did not shun to declare it unto you. He said, I, I gave you the whole counsel of God. And you have to find a church that's giving you the whole counsel of God. You've got to know the counsel of God. Amen. Amen. The whole plan of God for your life to put you in the first resurrection. And what the kingdom will be like, the order of the kingdom of God. How do you get to the first resurrection? By the way, what is the first resurrection? See, you've got to know the word of God. See, about the coming of Jesus Christ, the advent of Christ. How he's going to establish a kingdom upon the earth. And he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. And who's going to reign with him? And after that, what's going to happen to the devil? Huh? He'll, he'll still be around even after the millennium for a while. Huh? Do you have enough knowledge to uh, uh, overcome him, to shun him? Well, you better do it right now in the church age. You see, now is a time to overcome the devil. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Why do you go to, why do you go to church? Huh? It's to learn how to resist the devil. And he will flee from you. You just don't only go there to clap your hands and say a few words. No, you are a fighting force. Okay, you go to war. You are war, at war with the devil. And the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. Just don't sit there and let the devil run all over you. You're a soldier. You're called to war, called to fight the good fight of faith. And you can't do it by your own understanding. You've got to shout. Even your hand, when you clap it, it's a weapon. Amen. Your fingers are weapons of war. And when you dance and when you shout, uh, you're stamping on the devil, treading on serpent. Give no place to the devil. You understand that? Don't give him a seat. Don't let him sit beside you. Don't let him don't let him be in your heart. Give no place to the devil. Don't open up the church for the devil. Push the devil out. The Bible said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Whether you believe it or not, there's a devil. He's a he's a mean devil that tried to destroy the church. But I tell you, some people are gonna wake up to the fact that greater is he that is in you, in me than he that is in the world. And you're going to fight the good fight of faith. Just don't sit there. Come on, wake up and fight. Open your mouth. Uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, serve God with gladness. Come before his presence, not well, with a hang down head like you haven't been watered for a long time. But come on in with your, your heads up. Lift up holy hands. Praise God. And this is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. You'll be glad. Do you know that? Huh? One chase a thousand. Do you know that? You can put the devil to flight. And he said, For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Despite the opposition, Paul said. Despite what I was facing. All of those uh, storms and uh, wars and all that strife. He said, I still preach it. Amen. No matter what's going on, you still preach it. No matter what's happening, you still preach it. Don't let nothing stop you. Nobody can stop you from preaching the word of God. You still preach it. I have not shunned to declare the whole counsel of God. You preach the word of God because man didn't call you. It was Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well, I won't stand with you. You don't have to stand. It's God that stands with a church. 
And when you're dead and gone, God will still be here. I'll go back into church history and find out all those that opposed there and those pretty uh, lovely sayings that was fed to the lion. They went singing. Uh, they went shouting, went rejoicing because they know that, uh, that uh, you might be able to take the body, but you cannot take the soul. Amen. And uh, fear not him who destroys this body, but rather fear him who can destroy both. Because you might destroy, Paul said, uh, you might destroy, but God gives life. God will give you resurrection life. So I want to encourage you. He said, I stood up. I stood up. Whether it was on the stormy sea. And whether it was in the city or in the desert or in prison. I stood up. And I did not shun to declare all of the counsel of God. Amen. I didn't hold back. It doesn't matter who was there. He still preached that powerful uncompromising word of God. Verse 28. Don't you feel like shouting right there? Take heed. And all right. Take heed therefore unto yourself. Not you. He bring it home now. Pay attention to yourself. Don't just let go and let somebody tell you, run over your mind and calling you up and putting all the junk. Uh, did you go to church this morning? Yes, I did. Well, uh, it's still that same thing that you're hearing. No. We were in Matthew. Do you have time to, for me to tell you Matthew 13? Hmm? The whole chapter? And then you don't let them get ahead of you. Begin to quote scriptures to them. I said, have you heard of those scriptures lately? You see, quote the scriptures to them. Don't listen to foolish talk. God's going to have a people that stand up and you push the devil back. Come on, you push the devil back. And Paul said, take ye therefore unto yourself. Pay attention to yourself. Don't let nothing, nothing go in your mind that's not of God and talk that's not of God. You understand what I'm saying? See, take heed. Uh, you have to pay attention. Just like somebody said, uh, be careful of that medicine cabinet. There's all kind of poison in it. Say, so take heed. Wouldn't you take heed? Well, that's what he's saying. Paul said, no, you take heed because there's a lot of poison doctrines and religion out there. Don't drink it. Do you understand what he's saying? Be careful of what you hear. Be careful of what you eat. Be careful of what you drink. Don't put everything in your mouth and swallow it. Take heed to yourself. You get now? Hmm? Be careful of what you hear because of many false doctrines and wrong teaching. And uh, when they hear the truth, you don't understand the truth. But Paul said, take heed, therefore. Unto yourself and to all the flock. That means that he's talking to a pastor. So I might say, well, I go to church, but nobody's going to control me. Well, you're in the wrong church. Because the pastor is to take heed uh, to all the flocks. Not, not, not many pastors, but one man. Okay? In each church. Okay? To make sure that the flock is being fed. It said, over the witch. Who? The Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost as to make you overseer. Not appointed. But overseer by the Holy Ghost. And he said, uh, the Holy Ghost had made you overseer to feed. Here it is. To feed the flock of God. When you sit down, it's not just rumbling and you might have quoted a few scriptures, but you don't explain. You don't know what you're talking about. And they don't know what you're talking about. Uh, all they hear is talk, talk, talk. But you've got to explain to them that when you sit down, you're, 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 you're in a verse of scripture. You're in a chapter. You're not just running through the chapter. Look over here explaining the word of God. See? That the people will understand. Uh, have a knowledge. They said to feed the church of God. The church is God. It's God's church. So when you, when, when you begin to fight the church, you're fighting God. 
you're, you're, it's like uh, you're touching the apple of God's eyes. It's like you poke your finger in somebody's eyes. What happened? Huh? See? And when you do that, when you touch the church of God, it's like you somebody stick you in your eyes. So it says that to feed the church of God has to be fed with the truth, with the word. The overseer feeds it. The pastor, let me ask you a question. Hmm? And uh, a baby, a mother of a baby. Uh, who is responsible to feed that baby? Hmm? Very rarely she'll give that, that baby out to a babysitter and then she's checking on, uh, every hour. Is my baby fine? Huh? Is my baby fine? But be, uh, 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 look, get your mind spiritual. But even a babysitter doesn't give your baby breastfeed, right? Okay. So how is, how is somebody going to breastfeed uh, spiritually your church? Huh? And they're not the overseer. They're not the mother of the church. Or they're going to breastfeed your church. Would you let them breastfeed your baby? Huh? So how come they're going to breastfeed your, your, your church? And you're not supposed to know. Huh? Any bother? If somebody breast, you catch another woman breastfeeding your baby, what would you do? Huh? Would you act nice and calm and, you know, please don't feed my baby like that. I, I have some milk I'll give my baby. Oh my God. You'll grab the baby and push that woman out the place. Huh? You'll go wild. Do you get that? How do you think that a pastor feeds? Or how do you think Jesus feeds? Huh? When he's getting strange milk. Uh, uh, in his church. See, you've got to understand now. Uh, uh, first the natural, so the spiritual. What you wouldn't do in the natural, do you do that in the spirit? See, so Paul said, I have not shunned. Take ye therefore unto yourself. And unto the flock. Over which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church. Okay? You, a pastor, has got to feed the church of God, which he had purchased, my Lord, with his own blood. So should we be careless? If it costs the, the, if it costs the son of God uh, his life, should a pastor be careless? He comes to church and he, anybody can feed, anybody can say something, and he gets up there because he's so nice. Eh? The, uh, God didn't Call you to be nice and sweet. God called you to preach the whole counsel of God. Paul didn't go to Corinth or Ephesus to be sweet and nice. When he went there, uh, they said, This who have turned the cities upside down, uh, the world upside down, has come to me. You've got to throw the devil out of a church. You do not entertain the devil. You do not entertain the devil. But you throw the devil out of a church. And you give God the glory. And you don't stop until God is glorified. See, you don't stop until God is honored when God is glorified. Am I right now? Huh? What, what, is, the, what is the duty of the Paul? What was the duty of Paul? Huh? What is the duty of faith mission ministry? To feed? Oh, Paul did, but should... We in faith mission ministry feed. How do you get fed? Huh? Through the word of God. But now. If you get fed here. And you go out through the door. And somebody else begin to feed you tomorrow. What's going to happen to you? Would you let your baby do that? Come on. Be, be, be fair. Would you let that? 
Do you, so do you think that Jesus wants his church to, to do that? Well, why do you think that God appoints ministers? It's like appointed mothers for that child. And the minister, what the mother is to that baby, isn't what that's what a minister is to his church. Everybody cannot feed his church. Amen. Am I right? Everybody cannot feed his church. Our pastor is church. You're quiet, don't you? But that's the truth. So when you run to someone and say, Give me some, you know, I'm spiritualizing. Give me some milk. We're not getting enough from her, her pastor. Give me some milk. What, what's going to happen to you? And you start throwing that off. You, yeah. You can't digest it. What's going to happen to you? You are mixed up. All your inside is all stirred up. You notice? Because you're taking something that's contrary to what you've been hearing. And so you are mixed up. You don't have that bright, joyful look. You can't smile. You know what's going through you? Because you're being deceived. Every church that God, God put pastors there. Whether it's here, around the country, Africa. Wherever that pastor is, he's a pastor of the church. You go into a, you go into his church, you respect him. You can't change it. A group of people cannot change it. No, you can't. That goes for all churches, not for some and then for the other one and for the other one. Amen. Would you would you let somebody take your baby away and you just look? Somebody said, "Oh, you should be quiet. Let him take the baby. Let him kidnap." Come on, church. It's time to clap your hands and wake up and give the glory to God. It's time to praise Him. Oh, pastor's wrong to correct. No, Paul said, take heed. Watch out. Be careful. A shepherd is a watchman. A pastor is like a, an old watchdog. And he sniffs and he look out. Because they are adversaries. They are workers of iniquity. And you've got to take heed and watch. That's what Paul was warning the church there. Ephesus. But you know what happened after Paul was gone. They lost their first love. Somebody said they didn't lose it. Well did they find it back? They just left it. Did they went back to it? Come on. Where's Ephesus? You didn't lose it. Right? You just left it. No, no. Put your wallet down in one of those stores. Don't do it. And walk away. You didn't lose it. You know exactly where you left it. And go back after an hour and see if it's exactly there. You, and you didn't lose it. Yeah. The churches walk away from God. And by the end of the church age we are now, Jesus Christ can hardly get in. He's on the outside. Standing at the door and knock outside. That's the door of your heart. It's not the building. It's your heart. You're in church, but he's not in you. It's the program you hear. You just go for the program or some star or some singer or some preacher that you like. Notice what happened. 
he made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he had purchased. That's powerful. That's all. How did he purchase? What he purchased with? He bought it with his blood, not with gossip. The church is bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. The church which he bought with his blood. Look at, look at, look at it. With his own blood. 29. For I know this. Look at that. See, Paul said. Just, just watch. Just watch right here. It's not just today. But watch what's really going on in a church. Every church. You're blessed. He said. For I know this. That after my departing. Shall grievous wolves. Enter in among you. Not sparing the flock. But I'm not talking about four legged wolves. He's talking about two legged wolves. Smile. They are on sheep clothing. They just kill a sheep and take the clothing. That's how they got it. Wolf in sheep clothing. How do you think they got the wolf? They kill a sheep in another church. And now they come and have on a wolf. And they look like a sheep. But, but really is. How does it sound that a wolf make? And they look up at the moon and up there you know. Huh? But they, they're, not, they're not making the sound until after when they gobble you up. Wolf. They come and they huff and they puff. See, and they blow your house down if you let. But you got to build a house that the big bad wolf cannot blow it down. They huff and puff. And then they come and we're still here standing. Pay your bills. The light is on. The air condition is on. Outside look good. Hmm? And the big bad wolves huff and pop. But here you stand. My God. Because it's not by might. Nor by power. But it's by my spirit. Am I preaching to you the word of God? I know this. See it's something you know. I know this. That after my departing shall grievous wolves. And don't get afraid. I'm not leaving yet. Okay. I'm just quoting scripture. After my departure. Right? Grievous wolves. Enter in among you. Look, look at that. They're not sparing the flock. They friend you, but they're going to eat you up. The reason why they friend you because they want to lead you astray. They want to eat you up with doctrines of gossips and all of that. They won't spare the church. They go to everybody and they feel you out. But when you have a resistance, they leave you. But they know. The one that they're going to have on the dinner table tonight. Don't let nobody fix meal and you know. They put on the apron and got the fork and knife out. And he's licking his chops and he's drooling. And because he's going to have it for supper. With false doctrine. Hmm? He's going to eat you up. For I know. That after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you. Not sparing the flock. Verse 30 says. But notice Paul says, don't have to go far. Paul says, don't have to wander. You don't even have to run from place to place. Say, look, they are ready in your midst. Also of your own selves shall men arise. Okay, notice here. Said, also of your own selves shall men arise. And what if I put in there? What if I put in there 
She said, men, right? So I could really slip in. You get it? After your own self shall men arise. Speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves. That is been you and you. If I can draw you away to follow me. I come over here nice and sweet. You know, I'm just talking. Oh, sister, you you testify so good. Can you come over and let's teach me some more? And you get all excited. No, you can't do that. So come to church. I got that from my pastor. You come to church. I'll show you. I got it from. See, you've got to be wise. Are you with me? Also, of your own selves, shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. 31. Therefore, watch. What do you have to do? Watch. And what else? Remember, I love you to forget too easily. Too easily. Watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn you. Warn everyone. Look at that. Night and day with tears. You see how hard it is to keep people in the truth? But somebody come on easy, dress up in sheep clothes, and they boom, they follow. They fall doctrine. Sheep many times can be easily deceived. That's why you got to have a shepherd. And he's preaching the word of God. And he's pushing back the wolves. And, and if you're a wolf, you don't like to hear the preacher say wolf. But if you're not a wolf, you'll say, preach it, pastor. Why would you get upset if the preacher is preaching and says, watch out for the wolves, if you're not a wolf? Or maybe you're just a cousin to the wolf. So therefore, watch and remember that by the space of, this was a long time, three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God. Oh my God, what a way to go out. There were still people that he could commend to God. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Do you see that? Come on, we, we, we're, not, we're not dumb. What, what builds you up? Huh? So the building has got to go up, but how do you put it up? The word of his grace. Otherwise, have you ever have you ever seen somebody building a building and they run out of money or they stop? Uh, you've seen that. What happened? And that building after it began to rotten down, that's what happened to your life. You go shipwreck and nobody can build it up. Because if you miss God, they, they try to put a piece of brick there, but it doesn't matter. They're trying to they're trying to put the door where the window should be in your life spiritually. That's why people miss God. When you're led astray, somebody cannot build you up. There's a building that has to be completed for the first resurrection. And you go to church building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How do you do that? Praying. Ooh, I got a revelation right there. Building up yourselves. On your most holy faith. Praying. 
You see what I'm, are you looking for? Not notes. I'm looking where to write that down so I won't forget. I can't find it. I can't find it. Where's my pen, wife? Let me just write that down because this is powerful in Jude. See, write it down because I, I'm, I'm making up another message. And I, I have that there, but I didn't have this one. Jude. What, uh, what verse? Building up yourself. 20 to 24. That's good. But do you see I got that right there? You never see me did that, but I got that. I'm afraid of forgetting because I'm, I'm working on a message. But note what he said. Building up yourself. W- wouldn't you say that's increasing? Building up yourselves on what? Your most holy, see that? Holy faith. Praying. My Lord, I feel like shouting. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the... Notice, who's going to do it? The love of God is Christ. Looking for the mercies of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to eternal life. What a scripture. Thank God, boy. I've been, that's, I'm blessed. I'm making up a message and that complete my sermon right there. I know I, uh, I, know, I, know I had something else to put in. But... Uh, but that really is true. You might not. That's complete my sermon right there. Amen. I had so many scriptures, but I needed something else, and that just really sealed it, sealed it down. And now, brethren, is that where I am? Let me begin to close. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an in inheritance among them which are sanctified. Oh my God, that's the chosen call elect from before the foundation of the world. My Jesus. Is that all? I have committed no man's silver or gold or power. I've never borrowed any money from anybody. Any, anybody I ever borrowed a loan from? Twenty-something years. I've never borrowed. I can stand before you and say, tell me what I bought. Oh, you. You might take me out for lunch, but that's not borrowed. I'm not going to pay you back for that. Or something. Or give me something. But I've never come up to anybody and said, could you lend me a dollar? I've never done it. And my wife don't give me a paycheck. I should, but she don't. When I asked her, she said, I feed you, don't I? I said, yeah. You get clothes, don't you? Yeah. You have a place to sleep? I think so. Well, what, what more do you want? You're not going anywhere. Your car is parked, right? If it needs gas, I'll put it in. You don't understand. <laughs> Financially, I'm fasting. Yeah, <laughs> ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. Okay. How many more verses? Yeah? Okay, let me just read them close. 
I have showed you all things. How that so laboring ye ought to support the weak. We did that. Remember India? All around the world? Philippines? Africa? We've done that. Remember the feeding line we had out here? Or giving away? Huh? Said, I have showed you all things, right? How that so laboring ye ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, It is more blessed to give than to always receive it. And when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. And they all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him. And they were sorrowing most of all for the words which he spake because he wasn't coming back. That they should see his face no more. And they accompanied him onto the ship. What a word. Did you get something this morning? I, I did not plan to go there. I, I didn't plan to go there. That's not where I was going, that scripture. I was going to go back to Revelation and go down to washing blood. I'll get there. But I still, the Lord led me to go there. Did you get something funny? These are foundation messages to show you the responsibility of a pastor. And he has to watch out for the flock. You can't blame me for watching no more than can you blame a woman for watching her baby. Hmm? Somebody got their, her baby, she's going to pluck that child out of there and give me my baby. I'm not going to say please or thank you. You know, you grab the baby and say, give me my baby. Hmm? Yeah, their women will fight. I think every woman will fight. You don't want to, even in the animal world, you know you touch the cub of a, a female lion more dangerous than the male hmm? the, the bear the cubs any any animal what do you think Jesus about his church his children you and, you and I might be careless but he's not careless and Paul stood up as a parent to the church in Ephesus one time I think Paul said, I would that they were even cut off by troubling you. Paul, that's what he says. I would God they were dead by troubling you. The church is sacred. And where two or three are gathered, you look around and say, well, okay, this one. No, you're just as precious as if a thousand people sitting over there. The crowd doesn't make you no more precious. Okay? You're precious because you love God. Because you're washing the blood. Remember that. This is a precious and even, even more so. Because God's jealous over you. Paul even say that. I'm jealous over you. You know what a virgin is? Hmm? Do you know what a father protecting his daughter? To be a virgin? He goes in there and get a shotgun out. Am I right? Blow your head off and ask. Who are you? I'm just using naturally. To compare spiritually. In the spirit. Paul was more jealous than even a father. 
He said, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. You know what that means? How much that is? To the extent of our God is jealous, I'm just so jealous. I would that they won't even cut off that trouble. You're important. Do you know what it means to be going to the kingdom of God? Huh? Oh, you didn't, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. You think that you're going to be here all day. This life is just about over. Even what you see, the cities, it's going to be changed. There's nothing you look on out there that's going to be in the kingdom. No cars, no houses. Because the first heaven and the first earth passed away and I saw a new heaven. And you, you think that God's lying? Read the Bible. Read all of the Bible. Don't read that little part. I hear preachers get up and begin to get all excited about, ah, ah, you're going to do better and next year and promotion and that. That's okay. But that's temporary. Okay? You go ahead and you fix your body nice and everything like that. Okay? You get your face lifted, but it's going to fall down again. Because it's mud. Oh, you, you look at me funny. It's clay. It's mud. This here is just mud. And you stretch it and cut a piece off and stretch it and you stretch. But how far can you stretch? And after a while you stretch, you can't close your mouth. And you can't smile. And you cut away your nose. After a while you don't have anything up there. But bones. And your face and the cheek begin to stick. Well, I better stop. So what are you going to cut away? Hmm? My leg's too big, so you peer it down, suck it out, but it come back. The juice come back after a while. No, it won't. Come. Yes, it will come back. And then the thumb flap. You know, have you ever seen your chest fell down in your drawers? The chest, you know, just go down. Boom. You know, everything just go down. It's gonna happen. And you keep lifting it up, but it keep falling down. You stand there, but breathe. It goes back. You get that? So, the kingdom is what we look for. Because you're going to have what? A new body. Like unto his own glorious body. Alright, so, Sister Rosie is going to come after you. So, take all the liberty. She'll get you. Take all your time up there. She'll get you. Wasn't that a good day? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord another praise clap. It's been a great day. Great day. Amen. Song service was wonderful. Young ladies came up in here and knocked it out of the park. Grand slam. <laughs> Did a wonderful job in the scripture to understand this, how this word of God has been given unto us. That's why we fight. Paul said, I have not declared to, shun to, to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. And Jesus said, it is for you to know the mysteries the hidden mysteries, which is the hidden manna that's given where 
the scripture, and I think it was uh, uh, the Church of, Church of Programmers. He said, to them that overcome, they shall be given uh, the hidden hidden manna that is given unto the Church of Programmers. I think it's, uh, yes, Revelations chapter 2, verse 17. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. To him that overcome will I give to eat of the hidden manna, which and will give him a white stone in a stone uh, with a new name written, which no man knows, saying, he that receiveth. Hallelujah. And that's what we want to receive. We want to receive a new name, but we must receive the hidden manna. And that's what we're fighting for, for the church that God has given a ministry that has the manna, the bread of life. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life that cometh down from heaven that a man might eat and not die, but he shall have everlasting life. He should have life and life more abundantly. And the more we eat, um, we're eating of him because the table is set before us, even in the presence of our enemies. God has prepared uh, that manna, which is the hidden mysteries of the kingdom of God, and to know the kingdom and have eyes to see that you cannot be moved, you cannot be shaken, because the kingdom is far more important than the cares of this world. Uh, even David said, his word is even more greater than my own necessary food, that the word of God is more important. And... <clears throat> The scripture that has been given uh, through Paul and what a ministry is and the sake and the purpose of this ministry. So when we hear the word and we uh, have spiritual discerning and know when the enemy comes in, um, don't be shocked or don't be uh, uh, wondering why pastor is preaching the way he's preaching. If you read, if we heard the words of Paul, why did Paul preach? Because Paul knew. That when I departure, grievous wolves will creep in unawares. And even in Jude, that it says, men ordained of old have crept in unawares, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Turning the grace of God. That means bringing down uh, the sovereignty of God and not acknowledging who the Lord Jesus Christ is in the church. In the church, because he come against the saints in the church and that these wolves will not spare the flock. I mean, they'll do anything to pull you out, do anything to cause you to fight against the church. As we've gone through uh, uh, that influx in those spirits. But then this word uh, confirms why, how is it so important uh, to know who we are in Christ? And when we hear the word that we stand and fight and not be moved, as the scripture was brought up by uh, uh, Tatiana, Daniel chapter one verse eight, when Daniel said, "I am, uh, I'm, I purposed in my heart that I will not defile myself with the, the 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 portion of the king's meat, that I will not defile myself with that portion of the world, and that we have to purpose in our heart, Amen, because we're standing on the rock." That means we don't move. We purpose in our heart, no matter what comes, no matter if the wind blows, no matter if the, 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 the mountain shakes and the rock fall and the fire, God is not in it.
but in that still small voice that we hear and we stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we don't move, unmovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Praise God. And we begin to rise up because we are an army, as Pastor said, is showing us. That's why Paul told them, hallelujah, to be aware, uh, uh, to, to remember these words that I'm speaking unto you because it's a fight. We're in a fight and the enemy knows uh, who we are. Praise God. But he wants to come and tear up. Uh, uh, tear up the, uh, the, uh, the glorious image of Christ in the church in our mind to warp that image and we be knocked off the race and we lose the prize in the inheritance that Christ has set before us. Hallelujah. Uh, but the scripture showed us uh, as Paul uh, begin to just uh, uh, as pastor begin to explain these words in verse 26 uh, wherefore I take to you to record this day I am pure from the blood of man hallelujah of all men why is Paul uh, innocent of the blood of all men because he has not shunned to declare the whole counsel of God you know the counsel of God is the mysteries of the kingdom of God is the mysteries of Christ hallelujah it's the revealing of Jesus Christ as the counsel of God, that that praise God, everything has been given unto to us pertaining to life. Praise God, and so there's nothing, there's no accusations, uh, there's nothing to push back uh, uh, against the church because everything has laid forth. So if we hear or if we forbear, the word is the word, Amen, and it stands. Praise God, and that's what we fight for. And He says, take heed. Uh, therefore, unto yourselves, to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made ye overseers. Hallelujah. That's why when we come in the church and we have to be led by the Holy Spirit, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, not led by flesh, not led by gossip, not led by uh, 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 the things that we uh, uh, point out, uh, praise God, and condemn the church. with. We're not led by any of those things. But we're led by the Spirit of God, which is, hallelujah, praise God, which is through by the Word of God. It's by the Word of His counsel, hallelujah, that God begins to direct us, uh, direct the church, that a church will not shake, uh, that a church will not move, praise God. But they will produce overcomers, hallelujah, uh, bride members, hallelujah, praise God. And they take on everything. As uh, uh, Daniel received the favor of God, the favor that God gave him uh, of, uh, uh, of the eunuch. Praise God that he will receive everything pertaining uh, to the king, that he will uh, stand before the king uh, faultless. And it says uh, to feed the church of God, which has uh, which he had purchased with his own blood. That's why we fight, because this is the church of God and God purchased it. With his own blood. And so why do we trade? What are we trading it for? What are we trading it for? To uh, to lose our soul. To trade it for the world. And lose our soul. Lose our salvation. Uh, lose our inheritance. Uh, lose uh, the right to, to, to take. Uh, to uh, sit with him. Uh, to rule and reign with him as a king priest. Uh, to lose and to miss. What are we trading it for? It was purchased. By his blood, by his own blood, by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. I fight this. I fight the enemy to the death because the blood of Christ is more precious. Hallelujah. To my life. Then it, it is worth in anything in the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. It cannot compare. Praise God. So I don't care what spirit it is. Hallelujah. We're going to stand for this church and we're going to stand for the word of God. You see, the enemy knows. Praise God. The enemy knows. Why do we stand? Even if we don't fight, the enemy knows. The scripture tells us that he make war with the saints of God and to them that keep his commandments. Hallelujah. He make war. So if he make war, you are to be made to be warriors of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's high time now. Hallelujah. To lift up your voice and to raise the sword of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the enemy comes against the watchman. Praise God. But the watchman is not there to just watch. A watchman has a sword. A watchman is there to fight back the enemy. Hallelujah. And we stand with the watchman because he's the shepherd of the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. Being led by the great shepherd, the bishop of our soul. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we're led by the spirit of God. My God, I feel God. Hallelujah, I feel the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. This word is just confirming what God is doing in our church, uh, in our midst. Praise God and what we're standing for and why we have to continue to fight and be wise of understanding and not be shaken or fooled by anything that's out there. What is out there that's greater than what God has given us? Hallelujah. What is out there? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. We're too late. It's too late in the day. How do you go so far and you're right there at the finish line and you turn and walk away? You drop it. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. How can we neglect so great a salvation? What God has given us. Praise God. So we're going to win. We're going to go. We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep pressing on. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to be overcomers. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to compete. I'm going to fight. I'm going to win. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise God, because this word is so precious uh, to me. Hallelujah to me in this church. So I'm just uh, I'm just encouraged, saying what a word that we receive. I thank God for this word. What a precious word uh, that we receive, that we just were shown. Hey, man, what Paul did. Paul gave us all. He gave us all to the church of Ephesus. He gave us all. Amen. He declared the whole counsel of God. Just think. God, uh, Paul was caught up uh, to the third heaven. He was caught up and heard uh, words that, that cannot be uttered. And he was brought back. And then he began to uh, 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 deliver this word of God to these churches. How much was given? How much uh, uh, God allowed him uh, to give and to place uh, in the saints of God to prepare them to be a bride, uh, uh, to be a bride member, to prepare them to be in the first resurrection and to allow the enemy to come and take that from us. Take that. Come on. Come on. We got to be better than that. We got to have more sense than that. We got to have a little bit more brains than that uh, to know that this world is not worth it, that the cares of this world, that these uh, uh, that the uh, deception of this world, that grievous men ordained of old tears of this world will try to come and deceive us. These are tears. So we must have a little bit more 
uh, spiritual discerning to know that that's not right. That is of the devil. If it fights against the word, if it fights against my pastor, if it fights against the saints of God, if it fights against the anointing and the spirit of God in this church, that is of the devil. And we're going to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We're going to push it back in the name of Jesus and send it back from which it came because it does not belong here. Hallelujah. Because we're going to stand for righteousness. And stand for the purity of the word that has been given unto us. Hallelujah. So I thank God. I thank God. I'm fired up. My goodness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I thank God for this word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank God. I feel good. I feel free in the atmosphere. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. There's a freedom in the church. There is a freedom in this church, hallelujah, that God has did a work. God is doing a work upon us, saints, in the midst of the congregation. Hallelujah, you feel the spirit of God moving. Hallelujah, feel the touch of God. Hallelujah, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, the countenance is lifted up. Praise God, because God is in the midst. Hallelujah, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, he sings in the midst of the congregation. Hallelujah. Do you hear the voice of the turtle dove? Do you hear the new song? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just thank God. I thank God for the word that we receive today. Praise God. Praise God in the spirit that we have in this church. Hallelujah. That's what we're hanging on, saints. So let's fight. Let's fight. They love not their lives even unto the death. Hallelujah. Because the crown, the the finish line, what's beyond it is worth it. It's worth it. Hallelujah. So God bless you, saints. God bless you, saints. Yes, amen. Let's receive the offering and then Sister Rosie. So let's bless the Lord, saints, in our tithe and our offering. Amen. Let's give. Hallelujah. As God has given us and blessed us and, and is blessing us. Amen. For the work of the ministry. So God bless you, saints, as you give.